0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki.
1: And I am Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And uh, I want to start this off, Grace. I'm going to steal your thunder a little bit and start with some news because this is something that I know you probably could not care less about and wouldn't put in the show, but... I want to mention that Dear Evan Hansen and Hamilton star Jordan Fisher has been cast as Bart Allen on the CW TV show The Flash. Now, um, there-
0: it is on the schedule to talk about at the very end. But here's the thing. I love Jordan Fisher, so keep going.
1: Okay, good, good, good. I'm sorry for stealing your thunder. I thought in my notes I said I was going to talk about it in the banter section. Anyway, I love this because, one, they're kind of retconning who Bart Allen is. He's going to be the future son of Barry and Iris. In the comics, he's actually like their great-grandson, grandson grandson or great-grandson. It doesn't matter. But what I love about this is something that I've talked about a lot. there's all these superhero shows, DC comic shows on the CW. They're all um, created and executive produced by Greg Berlanti, who has a lot of musical connections Mm -hmm. as well. But what I love about it is is they always have musical theater stars in them. The guy who plays Mm -hmm. The the Flash is Grant Gustin. He was on Glee. He did the national tour of of West Side Story right out of college. Um, Victor Garber's been on it. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the um, supporting characters... Valdez, I can't think of his first name, um, was in once on Broadway. Um, Jesse L. Martin is one of the yeah. stars of the show. And then on the, all these other ones, like John Berriman's been in it, Melissa Benoist, all these other folks throughout. Um, Sierra Renee was on the show. Uh, Laura yeah. Benanti's been in the Berlanti verse. Like all of these musical theater people. Um, are popping their heads up in the Berlin T-verse TV and I love it even more Catherine Gallagher was a guest star on an episode Andy Miantis is a recurring character on, on The Flash as well so um, I just love seeing my superhero in musical theater worlds collide um, so I'm very excited to see uh, Jordan Fisher as uh, Bart Allen
0: yeah it's it's super exciting and I personally take super it as a
1: exciting, super exciting yeah I see what you did there
0: yeah, you see what I did. Um, yeah, he's every time he wins or books something, I take it as a personal win as if I witched it. Sure, um, sure. So I, I'm super excited and proud of him. So <laughs> thank you for bringing that to the forefront.
1: Yes, of course. Sorry for <laughs> screwing you up your, uh, your script. You
0: didn't screw anything up. That's great. I love it. Uh, But now we'll get into some news that popped off on the Twitterverse today. I've got to I've got to start talking about it. Diana, the musical, which I know what? What's that? Yes, they are making Diana, the musical still. And it will be on not only Netflix now, but Broadway. Uh, The musical was filmed in its home at the Longacre Theater, uh, and it will air on Netflix on October 1st, according to The New York Times. But the show is going to come back to Broadway like we had hoped and expected, On December 16th of this year, with previews beginning December 1st, it was scheduled to open last year on March 31st, 2020. LOL, that never happened. But what's interesting is that they're putting it on a streaming platform, Netflix which is the biggest one, Probs. Mm-hmm. And they're going to open it on Broadway two months later. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, this was always the plan. Like, when <laughs> when the pandemic happened, they said, like, they were filming. Um, they were the first ones. Like, they did the whole, like, two-week quarantine for the cast and crew. Um, then they went and filmed it at the Long Acre. Mm-hmm. The plan was to release it as kind of, like, PR to get people to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about this to me is, though... Is that yes? They are opening up, heading into the holidays. Like that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they're doing it like their official opening night is is the sixteenth. Yeah, a a couple days you know a week and a half before Christmas. But they're open. They're you know they're starting performances on the on December first. So they've got one month to make some money. But then it's like the traditional crappy months on Broadway in January and February right after. So like I'm a little surprised a show like this that did not get great word of mouth during yeah. its very few previews and out of town tryout um and doesn't have any stars in it. I mean obviously they can ride the wave of all of the um Harry and Megan you know stuff but like But
0: they're not in it. No. It's about Diana.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean Harry's mom is in it um but you yeah. know I I think this is it's just an interesting choice. Like I probably would have pushed it and done the musical around Thanksgiving or Christmas and then Mm -hmm. had and then opened up in February or March again. I'm not a producer, and even though I've been doing this for five years, no one's asked me to be a consultant on any shows, which I'm still hurt about. But like this just seems like an odd, odd choice for me, Grace. Not not in the show, in the timing. I have no, no exactly. opinions We're on not. the show itself yet.
0: These are no, yeah, these are no hot takes on the show itself. These are just more so like marketing and branding question marks. Um, I totally agree with you. I think it's uh strange and I just but I also want the best for the people that are attached to this project. Like totally. the actors that are involved should not <laughs> get heat for like you know how their producers are handling this um yeah. so yeah I, also though i think it'll be an excellent examination of putting something on streaming affecting ticket sales because this yeah. is this is really going to be the start of something new and hopefully it will benefit the industry instead of hurting it so that's all i want to say on that uh before we get into the rest of the show of course we need to take a moment to talk about our sponsor audible Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment, all in the one place of your phone, tablet, and or anything else you use, weirdo. Um, At Audible, you can find the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment from top celebrity creators, and thousands of popular and binge-worthy podcasts. I know you like podcasts. You're listening right now. Don't act like this is new. You like them. Uh, Their newest plan, Audible Plus, gives you full access to their popular Plus catalog. And now you can listen all the time to thousands and thousands of popular audiobooks, original entertainment, and podcasts, including ad free versions of your favorite shows and exclusive series
1: yeah and i want to talk about one of the shows that they have just released as part of their partnership with williamstown theater festival it just came out like a week ago it is dominique Moriso, who i interviewed on uh tell me more tony omnibus episode a few years ago um her paradise blue just got released Directed by Ruben Santiago Hudson, who's one of the best, um, also former star of the TV show Castle, by the way, um, and it's just the latest one in their series, multiple seasons of uh, WTF shows on there. Not only do, do they have a ton of classical theater pieces in there, but they've got new cutting edge stuff as well. If you're a theater lover, you have to to have audible
0: yeah visit audible.com slash broadway radio or text broadway radio to 500 500 that's a-u-d-i-b-l-e.com slash broadway radio or text broadway radio to 500
1: that's right one more time in case you forgot from three seconds ago visit audible.com slash broadway radio or text broadway radio to 500 to start your free 30-day trial today
0: You were a Castle fan.
1: I used to love Castle. Like that I makes love a lot of sense. Oh, really? Because I'm an old man.
0: No, like Nathan Fillion. No, I get it. Like Firefly oh, were you a Firefly fan?
1: I was not a Firefly fan, uh, just because like I kind of missed that. It was only on for one season. But you know where mm-hmm. I know Nathan Fillion from?
0: Doctor Horribles.
1: Uh before that, that. Before that. Oh what? He uh played uh joey buchanan on one life to live so um
0: oh the soap see i was gonna go for waitress the film the film
1: yeah i saw that too i saw that my sister and i've told this story (laughs) before my sister used to um run the great american pie festival in celebration florida and they had a screening of waitress the year it came out and i went and saw it saw it so uh a big fan of carrie russell yeah
0: those people were rudely awakened with some domestic abuse. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They
0: were like, "We came here for pies and you gave us black eyes." Yeah. All right. Um all right, let's talk about Game of Thrones because we have to talk about it right now. Yeah, uh, producers <laughs> Simon Painter and Tim Lawson in partnership with Kilburn Live announced today in the year of our lord 2021 a stage production of Game of Thrones working with George R.R. Martin, of course, the 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 writer of all of these in insanely uh, dense books. The play is being written and adapted by award-winning playwright Duncan McMillan, who collaborated to do 1984, if you guys remember, and helmed by acclaimed UK director Dominic Cook. We don't have a lot of information about, um, you know, when this is set, but they are aiming to do Broadway, West End, and Australia. Like, they would not announce a Game of Thrones play unless it was definitely having... Yeah. I mean, you know, they did an HBO show... the books are wildly popular like it's gonna be a big deal they just don't have any dates
1: I here's here's the thing tell me I I have on our on my old podcast uh, some like it pop Jennifer McHugh and I both said we had no interest in either dragons or incest so I know nothing about game of thrones like from a plot perspective but I do know that Mm -hmm. They had to kind of make up the last few seasons of Game of Thrones because George R.R. R. Martin couldn't finish the books like You're he right. is behind on the books. So I wonder what's going on with the writing of this. It, and there's like 10 books or whatever. I don't know how many books there are. Like, are they going to do it all? They're using
0: the same characters. That's what we've found. Oh, is, is it? They're okay. using the same, yeah, they're using the same characters, but they're like they're basically creating a plot based on things they've hinted at. In the show. Okay,
1: so it's not the plot of the series, no. but something that is like taking little Jeez. Easter eggs from the series and focusing yeah. on those things.
0: Like the Harry Potter situation with the. What was the Sorcerer's Apprentice? What was the name of the play?
1: Oh, Curse Child. Curse Child.
0: That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Disney fans will be like, "Okay, I get it. Uh, So let's talk some more about upcoming shows, because we actually got a lot of news today about that. So here we go. Uh, Mystic Pizza is coming to the stage. I am crying, smiling, talking about this. (laughs) Lively Macabre Entertainment Executive Producer Michael Barrett and Agunquit Playhouse Executive Artistic Director Bradford T. Kenny have partnered to present the initial production of the first new musical stage adaptation of the 1988 gal pal rom-com classic mystic pizza with story and characters by amy holden jones this summer this summer it was very specific to say this summer interesting at the playhouse in agonquent maine they're going to be presenting it uh, with a book by sandy rustin who did clue arrangements and orchestrations by carmel dean of american idiot mystic pizza will be directed by casey hushin of clue interesting right the Mm -hmm. the kicker is the music Is being created, the the whole score is going to have like, uh, you know, like 1980s, early 1990s artists like John Cougar Mellon Cougar Camp. Debbie Gibson, Robert Wait, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. Rewind. Could you say that name again real quick?
0: John Cougar Mellon Cougar Camp.
1: Okay, John Cougar Mellon Cougar Camp. Okay, I mean, he changed his name a lot. It was John Cougar for a while John and Cougar. then John Mellon Camp. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I heard you properly, but thank you for, for repeating.
0: I just, I've decided that's his new equity name. <laughs> uh, Robert Palmer's also attached. Van Morrison, The Supremes, Phil Collins, Kim Wilde, Mike and the Mechanics, Fine Young Cannibals, Tiffany, Cindy Lauper, Brian Adams, and Starship. I didn't make that up. That's a list that came out. Production dates, along with the cast and remainder of the creative team, will be announced very shortly. We will let you know as soon as we know that because I'm addicted to all of this. Okay, hold on. Yeah.
1: Hold me. on. I've never seen this movie.
0: Oh,
1: <gasps> uh, yeah. So I watched
0: it twice in the past two weeks and I'm not joking.
1: <laughs> okay. So who is your fan casting for it?
0: Oh, no. I don't have that ready. Matt, we've got to, we'll talk about that next week. I can't do that just okay. yet. i'm serious all right right, (laughs) what's funny is okay i have to also say this in all of the press releases about the show they talked about how like julia roberts and matt damon were catapulted to fame from this film. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon is in the film for a total of three minutes and plays a one liner little brother character. Okay, he good. absolutely was not catapulted into fame because of Mystic Pizza. I have no. to read the room for filth on that.
1: Okay. Good. <laughs> I mean, Annabeth Gish is in it, Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio. Yeah. Like there's other big stars that were in this movie.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. Um, it's really sweet. And uh, I want you to watch it. I don't know okay. what streaming service. I'll forget. I'll send it To you, but anyways, that's
1: fine. It's about pizza, so I'm I'm sure I'd like it.
0: It's about women and friendships and cheese, and that's and pizza. Yeah, I don't know what else. And now we're going to talk about Beth Level because I think you're more interested in that.
1: Well, hold on. Let me just say this one thing here, real quick. This is not the first time they've tried to do a Mystic Pizza musical. They they originally Melissa Etheridge was writing the score and Gordon Greenberg was writing the book with Sass Goldberg. This is something we talked about on today on Broadway a few years ago. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, they're doing a jukebox musical. So clearly the last version didn't end up working because like when Sass Goldberg was attached, I was like, oh, she's hilarious. Like, I love Sass Goldberg um, Mm -hmm. because she's an actress and a writer. And uh, apparently that did not actually end up happening. So. Oh, and apparently it was a plot line on 30 Rock as well. Was there a joke about yes. that? I, I didn't watch yeah. 30 Rock either.
0: I just watched the entire series just to make sure um, oh that it existed. <laughs> All right. Um, right, All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Back to Beth
1: Level. Sorry for interrupting.
0: I know. We have to talk about Beth Level. And I just wanted to put this in the show because I knew you were going to be here. Uh, the Town Hall Signature Series, Broadway by the Year, for the first time ever, is going to have this like three concert virtual event on april 26th may 10th and may 24th each concert is going to stream at 7 p.m and on the town hall website for like 72 hours and you can buy your tickets there uh april 26th there's gonna they're gonna do broadway by the year the cole porter years featuring kenita miller lily cooper and a bunch more people uh may 10th they're gonna do broadway by the year the candor and ebb years with Tony Ooh. Yazbeck, Beth Level, God's Gift to Theater, and so many more. May twenty fourth, they're going to do Broadway by the Year, the Andrew Lloyd Webber years, with Ethan oh. Slater, Liz Callaway, and a bunch of more stars.
1: Ashley will be so excited.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: No, she hates Andrew Lloyd Webber,
0: but yes. Oh yeah, I, I um, you know he, I appreciate, I loved School of Rock. I got to say that. I actually really like School of Rock. Um, uh, Now we're going to talk about awards that are actually happening. The Drama League has announced the 2021 nominees and special recognition honorees for the 87th Annual Drama League Awards. Voting is now open for Drama League members through April 16th, and of course, it will be streamed on Friday, May 21st, 2021 at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There are five categories of distinction, Outstanding Digital Theater, Individual Production, Outstanding Digital Theater for Collection or Festival, Outstanding Interactive or Socially Distanced Theater, and Outstanding Audio Theater Production, and Outstanding Digital Concert. Eligible productions premiered between March 12th, which uh, kind of is, you know, when all of this happened through March 15th of this year. Highlighted uh, nominees include Circle Jerk and The Last Five Years, which I know you love from Mm -hmm. Out of the Box Theatrics.
1: I love this. I'm really glad that they are doing something because I've got, I keep this database of every show I see and I haven't Mm -hmm. added anything from 2020 to it because I was like, does this count? Like, I mean, I've I've got a separate list, but I was like, I don't know if this counts. Like, is this the same thing as seeing theater? like is it if it's a zoom thing or if it's like a film thing how do i differentiate between those things but mm-hmm. if the drama league is counting these things i'm going to count these things and as i've said many times before nobody in the past 5 years has offered me the opportunity to be a uh, consultant for broadway productions no one has offered <laughs> me to be a voting member of any awards either so um i am just going to uh, be bitter about both of those things for the rest of the night
0: <laughs> for the rest of the night i thought you were going to say for the rest of your life <laughs>
1: No, I, I'm Italian, so I like have very strong emotions at times, but they I, I can't I'm like I'm not mad for long. Like I can be mad for like five minutes and then I'm no longer mad about uh, little things like big things, of course. But like little stupid things like this. No, I, like five minutes is like the max.
0: Oh, OK, fair. So now I guess we'll end the evening with a feel good recommendation. Please watch this adorable <laughs> Titanic trailer. It is so funny. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so we had a um, a listener email us, and I'm going to pull up the email real quick. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Rosemary Berryale, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, she um, watched it, um, it at like a concert version of it um, at Green Room 42 um, and talked about how clever it was and really, really enjoyed it. Um, and recommend that the rest of us watch this, as you and I talked about last week. Um, looks very fun. I can't wait to uh, to check this one out.
0: Yeah, anything that Frankie J Grande attaches himself to, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that. Thanks. Oh, it's gonna be funny.
1: Speaking of which, yeah, um, cool. you mentioned Frankie. I saw on Ariana. Tuesday that Ariana has his his half sister is going to be a coach on the fall cycle of The mm-hmm. Voice on NBC. This is The Voice. Yes, this. You're th- th- your, thank you. Um, I don't know who she's replacing. Oh, it looks like it's going to be her, Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, and Blake Shelton.
0: That's the right lineup, by the way.
1: Yeah, like Kelly Clarkson is like, I just want to be her friend. Like, that's yeah. all I want in the world. And like, I'm one degree away from John Legend now since my my the host of, of TCO are now friends with John and Chrissy. So like, I feel like I'm close to being friends with John. So I guess two down, one to go or I don't know.
0: Yeah, and also just like as a as a just a uh, to promote something that doesn't even make sense for me to promote right now. Chrissy Teigen's cookbook is my favorite cookbook in the entire world. <laughs> it really is and I need you all to get it. Cravings by Chrissy Teigen is one of the best cookbooks that's ever been invented. There's like all these like cute funny like little insights about like her and John and like the the stories behind the, the recipes are great and they're really good recipes. I've never like had guests over and then made something and then people are like this was okay like they've always asked for like to-go containers from her stuff so i'm just saying Anyways, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, I know, um, at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com slash broadwayradio. It's really good, and I recommend it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram all of the time, even when I'm depressed, at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? Uh,
1: if they want, I'm only, I mean, I'm not usually depressed, but you can check at BWW Matt.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Good <laughs> for you, Matt. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Sorry. No, <laughs> that's fine.